five. How are you, me old mate Mick? I am good, me old mate Trey. <laughs> Fast. Welcome mate. to the deep dive, everyone. We are back. Um, we are back for a round nine slash a little bit of round ten review. Um, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home. You can see a Hops to Home box behind me. Um, I'll grab that in a second. Hey, there they, it is. Uh, they are. I'm going to do a bit of a, a YouTube um, unboxing style. Uh, we, might oh, go, ooh, we might go the viral. The reveal. Yeah, exactly. I'll do a little bit of a reveal. <laughs> I've been meaning to do it. I've been meaning to do it for like two years. Um, no, no, we will crack it out. Uh, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home, hopstohome.com.au. They are a craft beer um, delivery subscription service. Um, please check them out. You can use the promo code AFL Deep Dive. Um, to get $25 off your first pack, which is an amazing discount. Um, it's a collection of craft beers, as you'll see in a second, um, all available from um, all over Australia. Um, a couple of young guys out of uh, Melbourne, um, basically ordering cans from across the country, pack them together in cases of 10, it's a 10 over there, um, or a 20, and then they send them out across the country to you. So great time. Um, obviously, we are still in lockdown here, as you can hear and see. Um, I think we've figured out the audio. This Probably about as good as it's going to get. I think it's it's going okay. Um, obviously, in the circumstances, we can't have our man Ed, the producer. Um, so big shout out as well, of course, to Beyond the Game. Um, check it all Beyond the Game TV stuff as well. We will try and um, do, or I'm sure we'll do some recordings with Ed. Probably you'd think before the end of the year. Obviously, now it's been pushed out even further. So we're probably going to be doing ISO episodes for. Uh, well, we will be doing ice episodes for even longer now. We're heading into stage four, so we're both based in Victoria. So, uh, but we're too far from each other to do it in the same sure. place. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be um, like this, which is a fine, obviously. But um, yeah, we will we will try and do things with that again at some point, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, hopstone.com.au, great um, sponsor of ours, great supporters for um, what two and a half years now. So they've been. Really on board and um, great service worth checking out. Um, what do you think about the? Uh, I saw you had a beer before. What are you on, on the beers? Or was that a ginger beer or something? Was, was that more subtle? Uh, it was. It was. A, it was a beer. Um, uh, funnily enough, uh, it's appropriate for what you and I. Ah. call each other. Bit of old mate there. <laughs> it's so, such a good name. Not out of not, not out of the uh, not out of the pack from Hops Home, but uh, thought very appropriate for. This podcast with the old mate. Well, the Hopstone beers come to my place, and that's part of the problem. Is we need to, um, I need to give you your your share of them, which we really should have done if we were organised before all this. I won't do this for too long because it doesn't really work for the audio. No. But um, here is the Hopster Home case, oh, upside down. Probably don't want to do that. Um, Hopster Home. This is the little kitsu case that you get. Um, very very well presented, and you open it up on the side, um, and then you get a whole bunch of cans, which is very, very cool. So yeah, definitely check out hopstahome.com.au. So it opens up like that. <laughs> See you later. This doesn't really work for audio, you but no, you're gonna have to deal with it. And then no. you get you get a little magazine, The Froth. Oh, The Froth. Froth magazine, which I, think, I know you thought was quite sexual, but I, I quite liked it. And then a little bit of a, a notes as to what the pack is, which is very, very nice. And then you get tasting notes Pretty as well, stellar. which is cool. So you get a whole a list oh, of everything cool. in the pack and then, you know, the hops that we used and where they're from and all sorts of other bits and pieces. And then you get the the cans. Then you go bongo. The bond stuff. See you later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, what have we got no, in there, mate? Hey? What have we got in anything 
Interesting. Uh, what, is, it, is it a winter? It's pretty winter pack there with some ducks and. Uh, that's a pale, a uh, prancing pony pale. I oh, see. I, I've never heard of that beer. This is what's good about the Hopstones. You find new stuff. Um, Burnley Brewing. Christmas every month. But yeah, Burnley uh, Brewing IPA. So they're not far away. Deeds yeah. Brewing in um, in Glen Waverley. Glen Waverley, no, Glen Iris. Um, ha yeah, hazy cool. pale, so another pale. So they're kind of leaning away from the hardcore IPAs, which is probably um, good for a little bit of a break. Um, Coastal Brewing Co. Uh, not sure what that one is. That looks good though. And then, uh, oh, here we go. This is more wintry. So a chocolate stout, old mate stout. It's called uh, Kiss from a Rose, which is uh, an interesting seal reference there. Uh, old mate seal. Uh, our man seal. Um, so definitely yeah, check nice, out hopstone.com.au. The froth, uh, also included. Um, I'm going to shut my pack here and and, and refrigerate those um, accordingly. Um, it's good, isn't it? Especially those in Victoria don't have to don't have to leave your house to get it. And this is not a plug, but I thought you would like this. Um, so I know, obviously, we cover all all teams on the on the AFL Deep Dive podcast, but I did indulge and I did get a mask by. Um, Someone that, that follows us on Twitter. So the for Richmond fans, and this is not paid, I haven't spoken to them at all. This is a um, a company called Punt Road Princess who who does a whole bunch of designs of masks. And I've got a Dustin Martin Don't Argue mask there, which I reckon is really impressive. Everyone finds, for the amount of people that love Dusty, that's as close as they're going to get their lips to him. So <laughs> I reckon that's pretty cool, eh? It is pretty good, yeah. That's a bit of fun. So I thought I had a couple of very plain masks. And at the moment, obviously, for, for listeners around the world, but also outside of Victoria, we're obviously um, tied to the mask at the moment. So I thought I'd have a bit of fun and get a bit of a, an AFL um, theme in there. So definitely check that out. I, I haven't spoken to her at all, but Punt Road Princess seemed pretty switched on business. Just click that into Google and you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to check that out. So Good one, Nick. That's another thing. Just before we get into games... Uh, yeah, support uh, small local businesses. We should, can, yeah. I know everyone's not tough, but when we come out of it, we want to have uh, a fairly robust or a robust as possible economy. Uh, well, it's definitely going to be robust. Uh, well, then that's yeah. probably another thing. Like, I mean, I, I know this is, we don't want to be too, you know, obviously big centric. But, no, but today, well, no, but also we don't want to be too big centric. But today, obviously, um, pretty average day for a lot of people out there, um, you know, Hundreds of thousands of people will lose their their jobs um, ongoing, really, for the next few weeks. So, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, you know, obviously, wishing all the best to the people out there that are in that position. Um, not good at all. Um, horrible news, but hopefully, um, extreme measures that have been taken now will um, curtail um, the current situation because it's not good at all. And we want to we want Christmas because at the moment the year's going away pretty quick. We're already into August, so we we would like to have some level of Christmas. And if we don't curtail things quickly, we we're, we're not having any Christmas. No. At all. No. So, anyway, Games? Let's talk about football, eh? <laughs> I yeah. had to say because it wasn't <laughs> it was it was a fairly good round of football uh, for the most part, which is we've been waiting a little while. I think it was really good. Yeah, I think it's definitely built. The seasons, it was a slow burn, um, but it's definitely built and got better and better. Um, so this episode will obviously go through round nine and we'll do a tiny bit of round 10 of the game that was just on tonight because obviously by the time you listen to this, um, you will already have um, you know known about the Monday's results. 
um, with support dogs game. So we'll sneak that in, then we'll give our tips for the following or the this week, and then you know maybe slightly into the next as well. Um, so let's start from the top. So dogs, um, tigers um, feels like a thousand years ago, of course. Um, what did you think of this game? So weird, weird old game. I think Richmond yeah, started a lot better. Yeah, and I think that that's what I guess eventuated. I mean, the yeah. first quarter or first half of the first quarter it looked like we we're on for a really good match, and then yeah, Richmond um, took control, and the dogs just from quarter to time didn't look like they were in the match. At all. No, and I think dogs, um, it's interesting, it's hard not to talk about tonight's match, but with the dogs, because I think they got better at this in this game, I was just going to say though, they way over handballed in this game, and I think they improved on that, um, but I thought Bolter was massive in this game for Richmond, uh, I thought he defended the ground really well, um, you know, really impressive, obviously as well in this game there was that ridiculous Dustin Martin goal. Um, from on on that, look, on the corner yeah, outside fifty. Sorry, just before you keep going, yeah. I, I think the main the two main talking points are Richmond and how good Richmond were throughout the game. Well, we tipped we both tipped Richmond. Um, yeah, I know there were a lot of people that went against them. End of the first quarter, one one to four three. It's obviously much better starters. Uh, Richmond led the entire um, game and even three quarter time, but looked pretty. Pretty average at, at 4 7 to 11 10. Um, yeah, look, I think Richmond, it's hard not to talk about them. Obviously, they're the winners, but we can start there. Um, Richmond's forwards were, were scoring and scoring a lot more consistently. Uh, I thought Pickett was better. I still think he's been a little bit too physical in games, and, and at times he gives away some cheap frees, but at the same time, he's very close to getting suspended. He does a few things in game where I'm like, hmm, a tiny bit more. And, and, you know, you're putting yourself in a pretty dangerous position. Um, obviously, Cochin back um, in much better form um, with him Richmond's in the side, obviously. Set up their defensive structures, so though. They were so quick at getting into place. They didn't give yeah. the dogs any time to, to run and carry, which is really how they play football. And it's, when, when it's on, they obviously... The damaging sign very fast, and Richmond just did. They give them an inch uh, throughout, so it was really hard to um, for the dogs to set up any type of forward thrust without having to stop, kick, chip, which is just they couldn't think of anything worse. And Richmond were obviously able to put that pressure on and can force turnover after turnover, and then obviously uh, we're pretty efficient in front of goal. Yeah, and the difference was, I think, you know, with Martin and Cochin both at. It's hard not to go back to the old names, but it's true. Like with with those two both firing, I mean, they're going to be a hard side to beat when you've got those two up and going. Um, yeah, you know, I thought Arts was really good. So Arts, yeah, A R T S. So Jake Arts, um, very impressive. Really liked he's, his game. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be hard for Rioli to try and squeeze back into that team. Obviously, well, that's what we've been uh, saying. Rioli has has a little bit. More of a skill um, to him, but I mean, Arts puts in the in that grunt work that he's high pressure in the forward line, yeah. And he's only going to get better f- from a skill perspective uh, the more he plays. So yeah, look, it's, it's it's tight at the top there, and I guess this is why Richmond have been so successful the last few years. We see we're seeing really how deep that list is. There's some big names that can still come in, yeah. But then you got someone like Rioli that may not get back in. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I look. I, I I think he 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 deserves his spot playing like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he definitely deserves his position. Uh, Castani was okay. Still, like a lot of these sort of problems, but I thought Chol was probably not as good as he's been, but he was still pretty impressive. Um, but do you, do you still do do you still have him ahead of Nick Curvis at this stage though? Because Chol his versatility or... to play forward or back. Yeah. <laughs> well, not Kessenia. No. Uh, yeah. Pro- probably not at this stage, no. no. But at, at some stage, yeah. Yeah, I think at some stage, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just don't think he's quite ready. I, I, I want him to be, but not, not yet. Soon. Uh, I think he can develop into that. Um, Lynch was better. Two goals um, one, which, you know, in this kind of year of footballs, not bad. Uh, Rewalt was a bit better, still not great, though. Um, Wallace, r- really impressive. Um, yeah, look, there's, there's elements of the dog side that were really good. Uh, aside from Wallace? <laughs> Sorry? Aside from Wallace? <laughs> that was good. McRae, 37 possessions. <laughs> there were elements of yeah, their side uh, that were good. Sorry, I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> they, tried, yeah. they were poor. And just get those points. Yeah, just going back a step, I think it's a clear indication that the, the broken hand that Tom Lynch had was affecting the way he played more than was let on by the team. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you can clearly see that just oh, from last weekend, obviously, he played a, a, a little bit better and um, and he and Rewell are giving each other a bit more space in that forward line as well. Yeah. I don't think they're crossing over as much as probably what they had in the last month. So that's another reason they um, probably play, looked like they were playing a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know. It's, it's it. I, I, this game really kind of went the way I felt it would. So not really massive surprises. Um, Richmond contested possessions ahead. Uncontested ahead. Marks inside fifty ahead. Look, good pressure at times from the dogs. Tackles inside fifty. Um, but you know, obviously they they were under much more pressure. So yeah, yeah. Richmond way more inside fifties. So we'll keep moving. Um, D's Port. I mean, Ooh. there were some good games in this round, but there were a lot of blowouts. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> one of them. There was a lot of blowouts. Um, so Port by fifty-one points. Um, yeah, it was didn't look good earlier this round because it was like forty-one points, fifty-one points. Uh, yeah, fair bit of blowouts. Um, Melbourne aren't very good, and we don't think they are. We've said that for some time. Um, we weren't convinced by them at all, and then Port are very good. So, yeah, not not a lot yeah. of takeout out of this, to be honest. No Petrarca. I wrote in my notes, no Petrarca, and they'd be cooked. Like if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, they, ima- imagine how bad they would be. Would they have scored? Would they have scored had Petrarca oh. not played? I, I don't know how they would have. Probably and not. There's rumours that Gorn has got an injury and he might be out for a number of weeks. So yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, not good. Just, Gorn. Just, yeah. Well, the irony is, though, I think teams have gotten so good at reading Gorn's hitouts. I'm not sure, like, I'm. this is not a, 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 a go at Gorn at all, but I think they've gotten so good at reading his hitouts now that it doesn't really matter. It was like tonight, English was a better ruck in the Dogs' um, yeah. port game. So, Boat just takes the hitouts. Like, that's the thing that's like, well, you know, I'll just play for the other guy. What's the difference? Like, as long as I get the ball... And that's the thing. I, I, it's funny with Melbourne. Like so often, people talk about how good it is that they've got going. It's like yeah, with with such an inconsistent midfield, and with Petrarca being the only real like legitimately good midfielder. I'll be honest. I don't. Viney 
is good, but he is definitely up and down. I don't think he's as damaging they're, they're, as as a lot of. But they're all the same. But they're all the same. All the midfielders are these mids, as in high yeah. mid size, bullocking, contestable um, getters, and that's it. Well, so Clayton they, Oliver, yeah, they, Clayton Oliver's just like he he is just a player that he's a flash in the pan at times. Like he'll. He'll do your know, five minutes of amazing football and then you get seduced and then he'll have just like you'll kick it out the full or like he, he is he, he's got a bit of um yeah he's he's got a bit of um casbold about him at times. Like it, it, he's just got those and this is the point oh. and people wouldn't people wouldn't say that, but it's true. Like ultimately like we, he makes so many errors all the time. A key he, moment. Is he, is he our key um contender for the Nahas this year? <laughs> He could be like a funny, like you know, ironic Nahas. Maybe he could, maybe he's an ironic winner because I don't. He's not bad. Yeah. There needs to be some bad in you if you win the Nahas. You've got to be like weirdly bad. I think if you win the Nahas, I don't know if he's weird. Doesn't bad. his haircut? Doesn't his haircut? Oh, take much the of haircut that? is disgusting. It's so bad. <laughs> like shaving those side bits when you've got the complexion and the <laughs> hair color he's got is appalling. Let's be honest. Anyway, yeah. Podcast about so, the game. So the just on a serious note, just a, yeah, we won't go into this. No. In great detail. <laughs> Obviously, a pretty woeful um, result from Melbourne and Port just went about business as they have for most of this year. But um, yeah, just let's just say Melbourne continue on this uh, downward spiral of yeah. uh, mediocrity another year. Yeah, is it to- well? First of all, Goodwin has to be on the frying pan, like the hottest frying pan in AFL. Yeah. That's the first point that I'd like to make. But do they swing the, the, the sword at the playing list and start to break out? Even if they're good players, at least they've got currency um, to get a different dynamic a la what the Saints have were able to do. But obviously, while you've got players that aren't having their best seasons, uh, someone that's looking for some more inside grunt might offer a good swap for a Brayshaw or Oliver or whoever they choose to deal with? Well, Brayshaw's in, in I think, in pretty bad form. Um, it's something that's gone a bit hidden. He's he's definitely fallen away. I, I don't I don't know. Obviously, no one knows. Hypothetically, maybe. But I, I do think... Oh, yeah, things, I'm just asking your opinion. Do you reckon yeah, that, that's something if, that they should look at? Possibly, yeah. But I think if things continue the way they're going, I think Goodwin's gone. Why, why would they keep him? Mm. Particularly if Ross Lyon's on the market, if surely you'd think um, uh, Worsfold is going to move west. But I think, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think the big one would be Ross Lyon. I think Ross Lyon would be really yeah. good with that Melbourne side. We, I said this two years ago. Someone asked me, we had a listener question some time ago, and they said, where do you think Ross Lyon will be coaching in two or three? I'm not trying to sound like a smartass, but it was true. We were like, yeah. I think we both said we were like Melbourne. Because he, I think I don't know. I just think that out. hard, that hard uh, coaching. I think the way he is loving when he needs to, harsh when he needs to be. I don't know. I think I, I'd be fascinated to see his coaching style and his intellect. And, and so that left to center thinking about game yeah. and strategy. And he's been yeah. amazing in the media. I've loved watching and listening to him. And I think it's it's given me even more confidence that he can absolutely coach again no doubt about it uh, i think things just yeah. went a bit sour with with freo at the end he'd been there for ages and but they're playing pretty well this year so i like always when a team started like quite i know like i'm not trying to you know obviously the new team the new you know coaching team around that side have done well but 
Yeah, like he was there. So anyway, he but, built it. Yeah, in some respects. So uh, look, it's a hard one, but I, I, I think Goodwin's in trouble if it continues the way it's going. Um, yeah. Georgiades, really impressive as well. Um, he was great to watch. But, you know, 17 ineffective disposals um, is, is terrible. 14, 14 inside 50s at one point for two scoring shots. I mean, at stages of the game, like we're not a stats podcast, but stuff like that is just damning. They're, they're just glaringly yeah, so bad. bad. Yeah. Terrible entries. Um, you know, only uh, Wiedemann two goals, but aside from that, Melksham one, Petrarca one. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't, yeah. McDonald's nothing. One point. Embarrassing, really. So I, 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 think, I almost think we need. They need to swing that. Well, here's a question: Should they? Should they? Re- I mean, defensively, they're getting murdered at times. Should they reverse that? Does he become a defender again? It's not working as a forward. It's simply not working. Like what am I? What game? Yeah. A game of, am I like are people watching where they think that's working? I, I would. Do, I, I would heavily consider that, and then you could put someone like Lever on a wing. Yeah, yeah, and that's and what Adelaide used to he's do at times. Pace, as well. and he could yeah. have a shutdown role. I, d- I don't necessarily think Lever. Is one dimensional and needs to play on the back line, like, especially if you've got someone like McDonald who's started in the back line. So they yeah, they've got to change something. It's it's it works. Their game plan works against a team that might be tired or a little bit slower because they can expose that, like they did against Hawthorne. Yeah, um, but pretty much every other team um, that's up and about that has some genuine pace in their team. Um, like Port Adelaide do, uh, Brisbane, uh, to a less extent along, but West Coast, these teams, they'll just, they'll just murder Melbourne because Melbourne don't have seem to have a second year. And our man Wiedemann, I think, you know, had, had a bit of the yips, a little bit frustrated at times. Yeah. Um, but look, I don't know. I Yeah. But look, Port, impressive. Um, Rosie, fantastic to watch again. Um I thought Boke had a good game. Rockliffe was better in his return after he was dropped. Um, Mays yeah. was really good. Um, yeah. Carl, Carl Lamont's been sneakily quite good this year. He was good in tonight's game as well. Um, Wines, impressive. So, yeah, look, they've got a very good side. Obviously, we've spoken about it all year. Um, yeah, that, that's it. If, if one or two players from the, the, the week before are having a, a down game, there's a, three or four others that are picking up, like we've seen. Wines and Gray not have great starts to the season. All of a sudden, they're starting to build. Um, the kids uh, from last year had cracking starts to the year that they haven't had as big an impact over the last two or three weeks. And they don't need to be. That's a, the sign of a, a really well-balanced team, a deep list, um, well-coached as well. Hinkley, obviously, he's, he's, he's starting to become one of the best coaches in the comp. Yeah, um, Blues, Hawks, wowee. So, Hawthorne, 89. Finally, Hawthorne. Uh, I, I've ridden them a little bit the last couple of weeks in the tipping, and I was like, I just reckon they're going to bounce back. They're not as bad as people say they are. And, of course, they do it when I finally jump off them and Tim Carl's in the other <laughs> way. Um, 58 to 89, Hawthorne by 31 points. Hawthorne were great. Um, this is the best I've seen them play since round one for sure. Um, yeah. Amazingly impressive. Take it away. What, what did you think of this? I mean, this was a great game from from a Hawthorne perspective. Uh, we'll get on to uh, Blues, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely was. I um, I had to watch uh, the replay yesterday and and bits of the highlights. I wasn't able to sit down and watch it um, on Friday night. Oh, look, I had written them off. I I, I still don't think they're um, finals team, uh, but I also don't think Carlton are a finals team. So yeah. 
that puts that in perspective. But again, Carl, they were, what impressed me the most was that they were outplayed and down by 31 points and were somehow able to take control of the game and put, get it on their terms. And I think if Hawthorne can get it on their terms, they're going to beat more teams in the competition than they're going to lose to. Yeah. It's only those real top elite teams. Because while they might not look fast, there's three or four runners in that team now that can break the line. So, and, I mean, having Impy back was, and I said that, uh, that's, that was something that was missing. Scrimshaw is a much better player at Hawthorne than he showed when he was in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, just great kicking skills. Just opens up, it allows, with those two players, it allows Clarkson to uh, dictate terms on the field and play their natural way. Um, and then their link-up play was really, really good. So, um, and good form from some of the old heads. Burgoyne, much better. Um, Smith obviously had a really good game. Mitchell is slowly building into his season return after a year away. Um, and ultimately, uh, they're, they're playing on a ground that they like, big open space. Um, that's not too dissimilar to the MCG being over in WA. So I think they'll be very competitive uh, while they're in Perth. Mm. We're burying the lead a little yeah, bit. Uh, so... Well, if you missed this game, I was just going to say we're burying the lead a little bit. So, into the quarter, so the final score was 5-1 to 2 flat um, with Carlton in the lead. And those two Hawthorne goals came really late. So, essentially, Carlton were huge at the beginning. Like, I was like, wow. Like, huge fast start. Casbot looked great. Will Day. Like, everything looked really good. And then it was one of those, we've spoken about this, a few times this year, it was one of those classic 2020 games where a team gets ahead, they think it's enough, they put the cue in the rack, and they think, okay, we'll defend from here. It didn't work. You can't keep doing that. It just doesn't work. Teams will figure you out, and teams that are on a better day or better teams will will end it for you. It's not going to work. If you're not a good defensive side, which I don't know where the Carlton are, they're a very good attacking side. I don't think they're a particularly great defensive side, and it just doesn't work. And then the halftime score yeah. switched, like, again, so 6-2 to 8-3. So all of a sudden, Hawthorne are not only in, in this, they're up. And then 7-3 to 11-4, a 7-4 to 11-4 in the third. So it just, it flipped it completely. Um, yeah, look, yeah. amazing, um, your amazing text, Your text to me in the first quarter. Yeah. You know you cooked when Levi Casbolt is killing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. You, I mean, he's... He, I mean, I was I was being a little bit facetious because he's been a lot better. Yeah. But I was, you know, jokes yeah, aside, like obviously, like he's not notoriously been. I guess he's a very he's good mark. Notoriously being he, so inconsistent. Exactly, but he's 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 been a good mark in in his past. But obviously, a horrific. Yeah. Um, kick could not goal. kick a cook. Yeah. Couldn't kick <laughs> the, the, of the, couldn't the side of the barn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole barn. Forget about the door. But um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Look, the Hawks dug in. They dug in and it worked. Um, I thought the the Blues, just the biggest thing for me, and this goes back to what I was saying before about them defending poorly, they manned up so slowly in the second half. Slowly, yeah. Oh, it was like they were in slow motion. That it was like, oh, that's over there. Well, they've had a couple of harder games. Um, I get that. They're a younger side, but it was like, you know, oh, that's going on over there. I better get there. Like, slow motion, running. Like, it was, yeah, the Hawks just, I wrote in my notes, Hawks defending so well twice the speed. Because that's what it felt like. It felt like Carlton were moving in, you know, 0.5 uh, in terms of when you're watching a movie or something. Whereas, yeah. you know, Hawthorne were in two times. So, it was very, it was, <laughs> it was great to watch. Um, Wingard was better. 
Um, yeah, it was good fun. It was a fun game. Mitchell was great. Gunston, Warple, Shields, Segler. Was good. Yeah, Warple had his best game. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Amira was a bit better as well. Still not great, but a bit better. Um, yeah, Smith was good. It was a good game. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was a weird game because it was like, wow, Carlton, wow, they're going to, you know, bury Hawthorne. And then it just went bonkers. Going the other way. So, yeah. interesting game. Very yeah. 2020 game. Um, very 2020 game, yeah. So, where, where, I mean, look, so obviously uh, both of us agree that Hawthorne are not in finals. That's not, not going to happen. But a Carlton, a sneaky chance to, to keep. So, Carlton right now on the ladder, Carlton at 12th. Um, they're sitting at 16 points. They're only a couple of games, only a game out of the eight um, with their, oh, their, you know, with their percentage. So, I guess, what do you, what nah. do you... Probably not. I, I look. No, I, I look at the top eight at the moment, and unless Collingwood get <coughs> key personnel back, I don't see. I, I don't see anyone coming in and replacing who are currently in, in the eight at the moment. It's crazy, isn't it? Because it kind of feels like I was looking yep. at this today, and this is why partially why I brought it brought it up is that it looks like the ladder might be set, which is pretty nuts when you think about it. Because it's like, well, yeah. <coughs> Just to, just positional change. I just, I mean, yes, West Coast. I suppose the doggies um, lost tonight, but they're pretty good and their best football is better than most. They're just yeah. going to work out how to combat, and they're not able to play their best football and, and, and be a little bit more competitive. Which that'll come. They get Lockie Hunter back um, sooner rather than later, uh, and and once that team's settled, they'll be fine. DWS, they're just building. Uh, Geelong, they could easily be be second on the ladder right now. Um, Richmond are building, playing really good football. West Coast, obviously, probably going to go unbeaten for the next month. St Kilda are humming along nicely, and then obviously Brisbane and Port Adelaide have been the two most consistent teams going around. And you look at the next two, Essendon and Collingwood, decimated by injuries. So, and West Coast and Gold Coast seem to have this second half fade out of the season again. They're getting closer. They're not getting blown out of the park. Yeah. Um, but they're not winning games. And then after that, no, everyone else is too far behind. Oh, I think so too, unfortunately. I do like Carlton though. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a takeaway from that game. Um, I think it'll be fascinating to see because obviously we're only just into the next round. It'll be very interesting to see how these two teams respond after Bounce that. And then well, a re- Hawthorne gets a bye. Yep. And so does Carlton. They both get a bye. Oh, they both get a bye. Okay, well, just generally, I yep. guess, how they, how they respond to it though. Um, and yeah, then... One of the worst games of the season. I, I can't believe I saw a few people saying this game was interesting and good to watch. This was terrible. So really? Brisbane belted Essendon uh, by 63 points. So 91-28. This was, no, that was unwatchable. Yeah, oh, I can't. Hardcore can't, Brisbane if fans. Anything, if, in, yeah, if anything, it showed clearly Essendon's biggest deficiencies, which is yeah. a lack of big bullying midfielders and no one in the no forward line. Yeah. No forward line. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, it was unwatchable. Um, terrible. All the deficiencies we spoke about in the preview and why they wouldn't win Essendon, that is. Yeah. Um, it, it all came to reality. Um, Draper, I, I liked, um, but just way too many outs. Um, lowest Don scoring decades. Um, but Essendon were just torn apart on the outside too. It wasn't just the forwards. They were murdered, no. murdered on the outside. Um, Devin yeah, Smith was really the only thing that was interesting in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, 
he's the only one who seemed to be able to, to get into the game. I, I don't know. They just they just seemed void of a competitive drive to, to win the footy at the contest um, in a lot of games. Whether that's the interpretation of the holding the ball roll, I mean, sorry, that, that's not an excuse. Uh, you should just attack the footy. The umpire calls it. He calls it because um, it looks horrible on TV when yeah. there's a ball to be won and multiple times as a midfielder, except for Devin Smith in this occasion, just stood hoping that he could lay a tackle and the player from Brisbane would pick it up and just clear, clear run straight. He didn't wasn't able to lay a hand on him, and so uh, it was always all, all bit of one way street. And having said that, though, even with a full team, I don't see this Essendon side beating Brisbane. Yeah. Not, not with the margin being like that. The, the You can bring all uh, players that are missing back um, into that Essendon lineup. But yeah. uh, if you're not winning it in the contest, you mean, what, Heppel's the only player that can win a hardball? Yeah, sorry, pretty much. For me. No, it just doesn't. Um, no. Yeah, pro- really, I, I've got nothing to say about this. Brisbane are a much better side. Essendon have got so many outs. I mean, what, what do you say? Um, yeah. Like all, it's all the same names. Like there's nothing to take out of this. Um, no, not at all. What do you think? I, I, I'm happy to keep moving. Like there's, there's very. Yeah. I'd rather spend more time in other games, to be honest. Yeah, it's the same. And I'd rather talk about some of those recent players when they come up against a, a more competitive opponent. And just that's when we'll see whether Camarena is legitimately Mr. Consistent now. Um, can Eric Hipwood take on games week in, week out, all that type of stuff? But otherwise, yeah, lucky now, another three. Brownlow votes. Might as well give him Charlie now. He's been really good. Um, yeah. But they are. Across the board, Brisbane are just pretty, as we've said, from the get-go from the start of the year, really balanced. And they had one hiccup in round one and have looked pretty good ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so, out of it. Done. Yeah. To the next shittest game of this round. To the second shittest game and then, 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 <laughs> then the third. Um, so, <laughs> fuck. Um, North Crows. So, North by 69 points. So has there ever been a time Boy, where has there ever been a time where the gap between the seventeenth and the eighth eight eighthest team? Um, I'm quite tired. The eighteenthest yeah. team. So the gap between the seventeen and eighteen teams. Have you ever seen a, a moment where the gap was this wide? Like, how can even, Adelaide even, be this bad? Because that's the thing. Even when the Gold Coast Suns entered. The competition. I'm pretty sure it was Carlton or whoever else was second bottom. Yeah. It was pretty bad as well. Like they weren't. They weren't. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get some more wine to talk about this memory. game. Yeah, look, I, I mightn't be wrong there. I don't know. It, it'd be interesting to have a look. I know, I know that first season the, the Suns got belted by every team. Oh yeah, um, but but this is yeah, this is different. You're not expecting. Uh, a team like Adelaide, even though they're having a horror season, to lose by this much to North Melbourne, who aren't having a very good season. They lost. And the full form wasn't playing. No Ben Brown. No Ben Brown. <laughs> still gets <laughs> smashed. And they lost. They, yeah, they got smashed. They got smashed. This should have been. This should have been a lot worse. So we normally start with the winners, but I think how do you? How do we not talk about Adelaide? I mean, this was appalling. To see, I mean, I, I literally wrote in my notes, Adelaide, a joke. I mean, it, it is a joke. And I, I wrote in my notes as well, lots of wasted careers. Well, that's the thing. Like, you look at it now. So they brought um, 
Bryce Gibbs back, who they paid good money for. He looks yeah. like he looks like uh, an under sixteen footballer now at best. Who you know, a country footballer. He looks. Uh, what is going on over there? Like in comparison to what's meant to be top grade football, like it, it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, massive score. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you know, Rory Laird, like he was a bit better, but like, what is going on? Like he's a, he he can play. Like you know, the the Crouch um, boys. What, what these guys oh, they, can they, play? They they, they, they all want to get there, out. Yeah, they're only there for paycheck at the moment. But the camp is so long ago. So forget the camp. What is going no, on? The, how, this is how this is, is this falling just, away like this? Yeah. Uh, just the, the water was really bad in Adelaide. Clear. Um, I think Mark Rashudo's the poison in the in the world. They've got it. He he. I mean, he, he sounded drunk on Fox Woody tonight. In as the band, oh, he would be Andrew Ryder. Forget. What else is he going to do? Yeah. Well, I don't know. He has to. I mean, the board. They have to if they really want this club to um, move on from here. Well, first of all, cull the list because at least eight players, senior players, do not want to be there based on performance. Because you cannot be that good one year or last two years. I'm still referring to the Crouch brothers. Um, and then... How can you fall away that far? Yeah. That bad. No. There's no injuries. There's none, none of this. Um, and uh, as good as Rory Sloan is, I don't think he makes them that much Not better. that much better, um, no. No. Um, yeah, Seedsman, uh, he had an okay game, but he doesn't seem like not he great, to be though. there. Not great. No, no, not great. Um, so, yeah, look, what a move yeah, that was. Of, he should have stayed at Collingwood. Should have. Um, the cannon <laughs> looks horrible. Uh, Talia, he, I mean, he'd get he a gig in a few, he, because, he, Just because he, he wants a flag and he knows he's not going to get one there. He, I mean, he tries. He doesn't know any other way. Um, and I know a lot of few, I know a few teams that would take Talia uh, in oh, a heartbeat. We, we've uh, flo- we've the, floated a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, look. Pretty dismal. It's now. I, I, I thought that was going to be an upset uh, this round. Uh, I I don't care. I, I can't pick Adelaide for the rest of the year. I ended up. So we spoke about that, and in the end, I think I said I wasn't quite sure where I was going to go. In the end, I was like, oh, stuff that. I'm going north, and I went north. And yeah. thank thank the sure Lord I did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, but not look credit to North. They 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 smelt blood and uh, they went in for the kill, and and they got the kill. Yeah. Um, well and truly, so there's a lot of pressure pressure off the the team, and obviously Shaw is coach, and I mean he's handled all the pressure of not playing good football really well. I think he's well level headed uh, personality. Uh, whether he's the right coach for this club long term, wait and see. But yeah, they play some pretty good football, and like mean, people like Anderson was really really good for North. Um, got his chance. I wrote Anderson um, as well. Being in the midfield, McDonald, yeah. Hall, Jimont was really good. Yeah. Um, Zaha. Zaha. I like Zaha. Did a few girls. I like Zaha. Um, Majak. He's just got to get consistent. Yeah. Majak. Yeah, good to see Majak back. That was impressive. Um, obviously, very exciting to see him play. Very emotional. Um, he obviously, if you're, you're struggling out there, I mean, this is, um, I think, some pretty, um, yeah, pretty. Amazing um, brush. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, just, he's he's uh, been through some hard fly, fly times. To, yeah, and, and look, not everyone has that. Obviously, um, fortunate to be you know AFL circle. Or that. You make your own circle, find people out there, that type of stuff. But yeah, it's amazing how you can come out the other end for sure. No, really good, and it, he's obviously 
um, just very good for the game of football uh, with his heritage and background coming into um, the AFL uh, world from South Sudanese uh, heritage and then obviously go through what he's done. And, yeah. So in the past, times. in the past, we've had these scenarios where it gets deeper into the season where it's a game of no consequence. And I think we're starting to get into the season now where good on your north, but this is a game of no consequence because I don't think either yeah. team can play finals. So <laughs> I think we better keep moving. Keep moving, yeah. Um, in so another I'm game... Can you get the encouragement awards early in the season? Yeah. No, look, I, I'm not taking anything away from north, yeah. but at the same no, time, no. yeah. Um, yeah, Saints, Sydney in another game of probably possibly no consequence, but probably not. I think the Saints, you know... I, I was saying before the game to a friend, like, obviously St Kilda are, are a funny old side this year. They've been better. Um, I was really hoping that they would come out and, and smash the Swans because, not that I want the Swans to lose this, but more that, like, they've been better this year. Uh, let's see them really develop and start to, you know, beat down on the teams that, that they should beat down yeah, on. The, yeah, put the foot foot on the throat yeah. type of stuff. Um, I think, you know, a big thing out of this game is that they really are showing me now that they know when to slow down, which is really impressive. Uh, they're much better at making space. Um, you know, obviously the Carlisle thing with the hand. Um, so he hit uh, Rampy's hand. Um, he got $500 fine, which seems cheap for that. Like he had a broken hand. Oh, it seems pretty harsh. Yeah, considering what uh, was laid down to Stratton, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. And they wanted to stamp this out because of how it looks. Um, yeah, that was a really soft fine. I don't I didn't don't get me wrong, I don't think it deserves a, a weak suspension or anything like that. But it should have been two, three grand fine, not a slap on the wrist like he had handed out. out. And he literally did, yeah, know. slap on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very impressive. So um yeah, look, I agree with uh with you. I'm not I'm still not sold. On this Saints team going deep into finals, yeah. Uh, but again, I think a pass mark for them now. But, well, first of all, they get they'll probably get there. But if they can win a final, huge tick for for Ratten and everyone who uh, it worked in the background to get those players across um, yeah. to St Kilda in the off season. Yeah, no, they, they look good. They got balance. They got the, the youth there. Obviously, um, big key player hasn't been out in the park, but they don't need Canterbury there. We've shown that they can they can play really good football without it. Hind, I quite liked his game. Um, King was good. Um, yeah, Gresham very impressive as well. Um, yeah, Papley probably Steel's not at the same him. height. Sorry, go. I just uh, Steele's continued to uh, elevate his game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's elite now. He's almost elite now. He's pretty close, yeah. Um, McCartan I thought was good. Um, Papley probably not as good as he was the previous week. Um, he had a um, a bit of a personal situation during the week, so I don't know whether that affected him. But Yeah, look. Uh, Parker was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Um, but look, yeah. you know, Sid- Sydney are a, a lot of sticks short of a fire. And, um, oh, and the Saints. They're a, forest, they're a forest short of a fire. <laughs> At the moment, they are. Uh, yeah, um, like, no, that's just again a lot of personnel out for injury, and they're just rebuilding. So I didn't expect them to be near finals this year. We said no. that right from the get go. So yeah, um, but, but I didn't think. I, I mean, they had a 
a stronger playing list, they're not losing by that margin, I don't think. I think Sydney... I've underestimated how good the, the kids are at Sydney. Yeah, I think they've got some really good finds. Um, but, yeah, I don't know... Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not going to be enough to get them anywhere near the... No. The back end not. this year and probably not the next couple of years, I reckon. It's going to be a bit of rebuilding. Um, a bit of rebuild, yeah. And then right. probably one of the best games of the season, so we finally got there... Uh, yeah, West finally. Coast by yeah. nine points over Geelong. Um, Geelong? Belter. What a game. Amazing I game. I really enjoyed this game. Yeah, I think this was probably definitely top two or three games of the season. It felt like a finals game. I think one thing out of it was I don't think Geelong could have played any better given their situation, right? So they got murdered in the ruck, but they don't have a ruck. So... And don't tell me that I, not you obviously, but like, you know, just generally. Yeah, I know what you mean. no. Not a ruck. No. Good good player, definitely, but that's not his best position. Um, You're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and it's exactly the same position um, and situation that happens with um, Blixar's. So, I don't know. Like, it's hard. Like, they couldn't have played any better, so I can't be really harsh on Geelong but at the same time I'm still very frustrated with Geelong because it's like well they still need that Ruckman they still need that Ruck and they still need they still need some of those mids to step up if they're going to sneak a flag I I, I don't know whether they Selwood was very close to playing Ablett we don't know Um, geez if if they had been in you'd almost say they if Stanley if Stanley I know this is a lot but let's say Stanley and Selwood play right not 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 Ablett. Let's say Stanley and, and Selwood play. I think they win this game. I, I think absolutely yeah, yeah. they win this game. Yeah, and look, not not to sound critical of what you just said, I, I think their mids are stepping up. I just don't think they they're are. ready to actually take take someone like Selwood's uh, boots. I don't think they can fill them just yet. Because, I, I mean, Mitch Duncan obviously has been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Um, and But I, I also agree that Rich, uh, sorry, Geelong were playing basically at their best right through the game, whereas West Coast were hanging in and for three quarters essentially and not playing near their best or even very good football. And their best obviously blew Geelong out of the park. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I agree there's a, there's a bit of a gap and a bit of a concern there. Again, Ruck is the biggest concern at Geelong. I don't Still. know whether Reece Stanley's. Injured still. He's injured still. Yeah, injured other still. issues. Yeah, injured, injured, yeah. yeah. So they get, but that's the thing. They get him back, Abler, Selwood, or him and one of those two. Yeah, it, it completely changes the dynamics because Radicali can go forward and be another option. Stanley obviously is much better suited to at least compete against Nat Nui. Nat Nui's obviously going to win the ruck against anyone at the moment. Yeah. He's, he's, he's super form. But yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, look, I, finals uh, like atmosphere there with the crowd. It was yeah. high skill. There wasn't a lot of turnovers, high pressure, um, and then obviously the, the the big guns for both teams stood up points throughout the game. It was even and exciting every quarter. Um, I thought one thing I did like. So we'll do a bit on the Eagles. I thought. Their ability, and this is something I've been critical of them in the past, but their ability to move the ball forward dirty, I thought was really good. And by that I mean, sometimes you just can't play clean. Sometimes there's just not an option to go for that. And this is where I think the dogs struggle. And just I've got that fresh in my mind just because of the game I just watched. Yeah. 
in dogs port but that's something they're not particularly very good with is that they you know they look for that not in a if you look at like you know some sides i can't give anyone specific but some side they're not it's not they're too cute but like some sides that are right on that that edge hey i know what you're saying like some teams are always looking to for a perfect kick or a handball to to offload whereas yeah, your West Coast, your Richmonds, they just move the ball forward. He's like, going to move it forward, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, to a contest, and just, yeah, and they're that good. Like, they know yeah, what's happening around them, that if they can't take clean possession, they just knock it forward. And that's they what I mean by move it dirty, is that just move yeah. it regardless of however it, it matters. doesn't matter. Just move it forward. Um, that yeah. was a lot better. Uh, it was a real Geelong team effort. Obviously, pieces of their team weren't there. Uh, they only conceded six marks in their defensive 50. I mean, that's... Amazing, given the situation. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think like, Eagles spread and overlap run much better than the last, you know, particularly the first half of the season. Although Barras um, played Hawkins really well. That was an exciting battle the whole time. Um, yeah, I mean, this was great across the ground. Like, you could spend an hour on this game. Like, I mean, Nick Nat, going back to you before, let's not let that be the only time we talk about it. He is in unbelievable form. Like, he looks so good, it's not funny. The last two weeks, I mean, this team, it feels like the Cavaliers come game 60 with LeBron, where it's like, okay, now it's, it's serious time. Like, we've we've played bullshit yeah. basketball between games 50 and or 45 and 60 because who cares? We already won so many early on. What's the difference the season so long? Do you know what I mean? Like, and now it's, it's, it's now let's start playing legit football and... Like, yeah, yeah. The, the team's just turned it up. They look so good. The timing of it, obviously, coming back with their home crowd is amazing. It's, yeah, wow. This yeah. is, this is, but he, how, how good is, his, his tap outs are amazing. His awareness play. is amazing. It's, it's so exciting to watch. Sorry. That's the thing. I think this is, this is now how they can get in the side, in, in other sides' heads. They can have that psychological advantage over teams because of how, Dynamic and damaging that Nat, Nat can be for the middle. Like, he doesn't actually yeah. need a midfield around him um, in the center square. He can literally just tap it and get onto it and get a clearance. But then you see what they can do. And and I was just they talk about it being a set play. Then this is the Kennedy goal. But if you watch it, like Kennedy is that smart, and the team that set up that smart that they actually use the umpire as a block as well and not a lot of people pick that up interesting not only was not only do they keep that space behind clear for, for kennedy to run into but kennedy runs on an angle so that the opposite his opponent and i think it might have been harry taylor uh, was blocked umpire running backwards which gave him even more time and space so very very clever yeah the set plays from nick down are amazing um he's his awareness of where his mids are going to be are, are really impressive um, yeah, very, very exciting to watch. Um, was he's, even... got much, he's got so much confidence in his ability to out-jump oh, his opponent. Massively. in that uh, time and space. Because not, not many other teams can have a set play and go, well, this will happen because it's so reliant on that right, having that clear tap out, which Nick Nat does get eight out of ten times. Totally. Um, even through the whole game, um, scores were consistent through the whole game. Yeah, look, really, really impressive. Um, any other massive takeaways for this? I mean, this was like, you, I mean, how far can you go? Um, yeah, danger, yeah. What do you think of dangerous game? The whole game? Yeah, again, the only deficiency on the run of goal kicking is fantastic, but he, yeah, 
don't know. It is hard when he's two two um, buddies up there to help as much, and he has to take a lot on. Obviously, Guthrie and, in particular, uh, Duncan are, are taking on greater responsibilities, but he still... You can almost see it in that last quarter. It's like, really? Do I have to be this person again to yeah. try and drag our team over the line? He's great. and um, It wasn't his best game, but he, he didn't lower his colours by any, any stretch of imagination. He kicked a couple of goals for memory. Um, he was did, competitive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he can't. He's 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 one one. He's another year older, just like the rest the rest of us. Um, so that explosive speed and that ability to back up and be the man can be tiring when yeah, obviously Selwood and in particular um, Albert aren't there to, to take some of that load off. I thought Hawkins was better. Um, like yeah, he's an interesting one. You've like if you just looked at his goals, you'd say oh he's having an okay year. But it's what he does to get teammates involved, which he's done all his life. Sorry, just to, but yeah, go. No, no, I was just going to say, I think he he was a lot better. Um, I think you know, he's he, it's hard because he he's such a big unit. Um, obviously, like he wants to use his body, but I think he goes over the top. Obviously, he got off that suspension. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it. it <laughs> I want him to use his body and I want him to use his physicality, but I don't want him to get suspended. So he, he rides that line quite a lot. It's the Tom Hawkins story. So I think, yeah. yeah. If he could watch a replay of the last quarter and focus on how Kennedy uses his body, yeah. I reckon he could learn a lot. Yeah, Kennedy uses his, his body in a, in a way that he, he gets... He's not doing anything untoward. He just gets his player in his own opponent in really bad positions yeah so it works for him you know he just knows and i think hawkins has got the he's definitely got the footy brain to be able to work that out i think he just needs to do some sim, simulation work in practice with uh, one of the backline coaches just to work that out so yeah um, don't murder people yeah do not do not throw elbows and stuff around not not good um yeah look um the other the other supporting cast of Geelong were really good. Some of those kids at Grime Myers was, was pretty good again. And uh, Playfit, um, he shaved his head, so I'm confused with who he is uh, now. Um, Parfit, that's his, he was really good as well. So lots lot to like about both teams. Um, but, yeah, obviously, <laughs> West Coast, if they, if they play their top-end football, oh, I can't see too many. I can't see anyone beating them now. For people watching the video, I'm not a hardcore alcoholic. This is the third bottle I'm opening, but I'm obviously not I'm not drinking it. The first one that I had was oxidized, and the second one I had was oxidized. So I, I promise you, this is what's going on. I am not opening a third bottle in, in 20 minutes. Just as, as a heads up. For those listening, I it's um, it, I it is it is locked down, but it's not No, uh, not it's so not bad. that serious, no. So, yeah, uh, well, it's one of the one of the, down, the the pitfalls of being on a wine rep, isn't it, mate? Yeah, well, that's it. No, well, I, I there were there were there were bottles I'd had open for some time, and I, I they, looked, they looked like they might be okay, but they weren't. But next time I will they check. Weren't. I'll check ahead of time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just as I was thinking, I was like, wow, people in the video are gonna think I'm a I'm a, a raging uh, on Darren it. Hinch alcoholic. Um, so let's <laughs> just to throw Hinch under the bus <laughs> for a minute. I, I sold yeah. him wine once, as a side note. He, um, I don't know why I'll tell this story, but it'll be funny. He um, he comes up to me and he goes, oh, I'm looking for a really nice bottle of red. I was, I was helping a friend's um, 
bottle shop. I was doing some shifts there, and uh, he he goes, "Oh, I'm looking for a really nice bottle of red." I said, "Oh yeah, um, you know Shiraz, uh, Pinot, Cabernet. What, what do you think?" And he goes, "Oh, just as long as it smells nice." I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Oh, I, I need it to smell good. Oh, well, it should taste good as well, shouldn't it?" And he goes, "Yeah, well, I can't drink. I've got no, my liver's cooked." I go, "Oh yeah," and then he goes, "I I I, I just." <laughs> I want to buy a wine to smell it. I was like, you're serious? And he goes, yeah, I'm serious. I'm going to pour, I want to buy a nice bottle of wine and, and then my partner will drink, you know, maybe half the bottle and I'll sniff the other half. Dead set. So he, he tips it in the glass, fills the glass up. Mm. Smells it. Just smells it. it. And then see you later. Oh, he must do it over the shoulder. It was, it was an apartment building. So maybe he does throw it over the balcony. Oh, yeah. I was an okay. amazing, have I not told you that story? Well, that's a, it's a ridiculous um, bizarre story, but dead. He was dead set. I think I ended up selling him like a big, rich Shiraz that I was trying to get rid of because I was like, "Who cares? He's not going to taste it." I was like, "Who cares?" Yeah, sell him those types of wines usually smell pretty good. I sold him something expensive though. Uh, he spent like 140 bucks. So what? He wasn't stuffing around. Anyway, that's well, a, that's a weird Derek sure story. I did what, tell the story. Sure that's what flowers are for. That's true. I did tell that weird um, gravy story about. Um, Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. When yeah, I was yeah. a kid, I used to work at Red Rooster and he would come through and get a half a chicken, a garlic bread and a large gravy. So that's why he's put on a bit of weight. Um, <laughs> I'll make Ross Lyon, let's be honest. Um, no, no, let's, let's get back to serious. Um, look, great game. Um, let's talk about the Eagles as yeah. well. So we've talked a lot about Geelong. Um, Kennedy back in massive form. Uh, he's, he's seriously in now a chance at the Coleman. Um, Kennedy was kicked 11 goals in a couple of games yeah, animal um, so he's kicked four I mean look Darling as well two goals one initially yeah, yeah like, good 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 foil too like they've got got back to that once too alright if one of us is on the other just take the defenders away and they're doing that really well to his credit, he was a lot better because Darling in the previous game against Collingwood, like it felt like he was reenacting the the 2018 Grand Final, which for Darling was not a great day. So it was okay, David, not a great day. So like that was the thing. He was much better. Uh, Sheed really impressive as well. 24 disposals, two goals, one. Um, yeah, he's impressive. He's become he's become very super good consistent. Darling uh, Sheed, yeah, very very good. Um, and obviously with. Uh, Shannon Hearn stepping down as captain uh, and not having to take on as many key responsibilities down back. I thought uh, some other guys down back have been playing really well. Uh, who was it? Shepard. Was he on Hawkins? Who was on Hawkins? You mentioned it before. Brass. Brass, sorry, yeah. And um, these guys, I thought their back line looks super, yeah. super structured now as well. Ryan could have had a day out, one goal, three. So he, he could really have, you know, really turned the tide. And mark of the year. And oh, the year. Yeah. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> about everything. So more inside 50s for the Eagles. Um, tackles inside 50. So just a little bit more uh, pressure. And pressure's, you know, yeah. really key at the moment. Um, well, it always is, but at the moment it kind of feels like even more so. Uh, yeah, great game. Uh, millimeters really in it, let's be honest. Um, I think if Stanley plays, maybe they win. I think if Stanley and Selwood plays, I would say they probably win. I'll be honest. I think the Eagles, yeah. the Eagles were vulnerable for about twenty or thirty minutes there, which in a shorter game yeah. is, is a lot of time. And that particular, and, and I'm not putting uh, pressure on, on, on him. With they all, everyone has a moment in front of goal and misses. But had Radaglia kicked that very easy set shot, um, I think it was a bit, only about four or five minutes into 
the last quarter. Um, the Eagles may have just hit the front and they sort of put Cats back in front, but he missed it. And then I think the Eagles yeah. went on to kick a couple of unanswered after that. So they just took the pressure off. That would have made it really, really interesting as well. Great, but yeah, I agree. Get a key ruck, a proper ruck in there and, and either Selwood or, or Abelard back in that lineup. That makes a difference. Well, looking at the ladder, so the bottom teams, right? So Adelaide, Source Jacobs has already been pulled out of there. The Giants have got him. No real ruckman sitting at Sydney. They're not getting Rory Lobb or anyone like that from Freo. Max Gorn. I mean, potentially. I mean, this is the thing. I, I always look at him at the end of matches and he looks so frustrated. But Geelong would have to give up a the, the farm the and that's the problem it's yeah. not like the NBA where it's like oh well, cat you know but it's not there's no real yeah I, no. I really think Geelong and they made a play for him already I think they should make a play for Goldstein yeah they already did they already did in the past that's on record yeah. I'm not having a go at, if at you have, supporters but if you have a look at statistics he is probably the oh, most amazing ruckman ruck, uh, and, and along with Nat Nui I think he should have gone he, yeah, yeah. They couldn't get the deal done, obviously. So it wasn't it wasn't anyone's. I I, I think Geelong. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they've got some. So if West Coast finish high this year, right? Which you'd think that. Let's just sidetrack for a minute, right? So I know this is not normally a shtick, but we'll we'll, we'll go with it for a second. If yeah. West Coast finish high, which we think they will, right? Let's say they finish top two or three. They're going to get a higher pick, Geelong. The se- the second pick that they got is based upon West Coast ladder position um, for Kelly. Yeah. So Geelong trade Kelly right. to West Coast. Um, the first pick was the the high was a was a high second round, and then they got um, now they've got another pick that's based upon result, right? Let's say they get it. Yeah. Let's say it, it becomes a, a, a later first round. If you're North, do you take that a first and a second rounder for Goldstein? I think you absolutely do. Yeah. Well, they're not, not big uh, money as well. They're not, it frees up a lot in the cap. They're not your cap, and he they're not in the Premiership window. Absolutely, that'd be silly not to consider that. Yeah. So if they get that, they'd probably want a player as well, though. Um. So that'd be. Oh, pretty hard to I've got one prove. I've got one in um Harry Taylor that that would be a problem um no I I th- well there's a, there's a lot of talk around Constable and there's a lot of talk around some of these fringe mids at Geelong yeah. getting frustrated there's quite a lot of talk apparently Narkle maybe like that. yeah maybe there's been well, more I than know you more than mids yeah but more more than mids there's been quite a few that are getting frustrated they're not getting games they're not getting game time they're not getting really any any involvement in games because of the dominant Geelong midfield. So I, I think yep. that's that's more a, a chance. Um, and North could do with that. So Harry Taylor would be a hilarious deal. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Harry yeah. Taylor would be no. funny though. <laughs> what, meanwhile, <laughs> speaking of hair, this is not a hair podcast, but what's with Harry Taylor's hair? Could be. Harry Taylor's done his hair in a lighter hazel colour. And it's as though like in the hub... He's gone down to the Seven Eleven and gone to a to a, a the cheapest, most rubbish looking hair color and gone. I'm sick of this black, grey, speckled thing. I'm gonna go with a weird hazel. It's very strange. It it's looks Harry. cheap and terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird because it's Harry. Maybe he spilled cognac in his hair. That's how he's done. Oh my, exactly. Harry. He loves yeah, the cognac. Be, it's it's kind of kind of. Be no different if Stratton did something like that at all. That's true. Different he, units, mate. Weird units. Different, different units. <laughs> um, and so, great game. If you didn't see this game, go back and watch it. It was a great game. Um, in a horrible game, then. Yeah. Well, not horrible, but yeah, not, not great. Not great. 
Giants, um, Sun, 61 to 35. Giants by 26 points. It's, it was a frustrating game because yeah. this game should have been 80 to 70, 90 to 80, 100 to 90. Some, it should have been a high scoring game based on. You look at how naturally attacking these two teams have been this year, yeah, and it turned into the most dour, boring, almost <laughs> lifeless game. Well, I, nothing. I'd rather go back and I would rather go back and watch Port Adelaide thump Melbourne. To be quite honest, and that was horrible. Well, the third quarter yeah. score line is two seven to five seven. Terrible. Yeah, seven goals Terrible. for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a lot to take out. Gold Coast do have to be mindful not to get in a, a losing slump like they have over the last few years because that mentality um, breeds over summer and it's not a good thing to have all these young players think that the season's over when there's still six, seven games to go. They need yeah. to be a bit more competitive on the park and they do. They need a win in the next two rounds. Well, um, we- that's the biggest concern for me at the moment. Sorry. Um, yeah, Whitfield, Hopper, Kelly, really good. Um, yeah. You know, Himmelberg was impressive. Cameron, blah, blah, blah. All the same names. Yeah, we've heard it. Yeah. There's not really anything. The no, only, Toby. Only takeaway, yeah, it's Toby, Toby Green. Injury. Hamstring. That's injury. the only real takeaway. So, Giants, and I know... If, go, sorry, you go. I was just going to quickly say, if I was Giants, Medicos... Or actually, Leon Cameron obviously having a real good relationship with Clarko, I'd be finding out who worked on Cyril to get Cyril's hammies sorted because that was a big issue um, for many, many years. And I think Toby being a similar type of player as far as he's quite explosive, a little bit shorter, yeah, obviously more time in the forward line, but. Could be mid, so it could be his running style. You may need to spend a lot of time with the sports physiologist. I believe that's what um, they ended up doing with Cyril uh, to to change his running style, so that he was getting more power out of his glutes or his lower back um, strengthening, rather than relying on his hammies to do a lot of the, the explosive work. But wait and see. That's what I would do if I was. Cameron, I'd be getting on the phone to Clarko and just seeing, because they, they help each other out and that type of stuff most of the time when it comes to player injury concerns. The only, you know, saving grace, I was going to say, with um, the Giants is they've got Essendon. So right now, so we're at round, we're in technically in 10 right now, right? So the Giants have got Essendon in Metricon. So obviously they're still in the, up that. there. Yep. Then they've got... Uh, a buy, so they'll win that, and then they've got, got and then they've got Sydney. Sydney, so they've got yeah, some. If it's a minor hammy, you would think nah. that they would be okay over the next little bit. Oh yeah, I don't think they'll play in for for the rest of this no. hub round. Not till no. we get, not till even, we get a ballpark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a bare minimum, and they'll be uber cautious. That uh, I think. As long as they're continuing to win games, regardless of whether it's scrappy or uh, comprehensive, I think they will keep Toby on ice for as long as they need to because he's shown that he can come back after a long period of being on the sidelines and having an impact on the game. He's that type of player. He doesn't doesn't need a lot. He needs a few touches. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, look, impressive. from the Giants to get it done in a scrappy old rough game, but like Geelong, though, concerned that they don't have a ruck that can control the game. 
or do you think the combination of the two the, the two old big blokes will be enough? No, it's enough in the home and away. It won't be enough in finals. Yeah, it, it's going to be. I it, agree. It will be unless they play, unless it it will be lights out football, and they play the quarter of their lives. It's not going to work against most teams that are right at the very very top. That is, um, yep. they might if they play if if Giants everybody in play Geelong in a prelim for example. And they play lights out. This is the Giants. Mm. May, maybe they're to sneak it because that's not clearly that's a big deficiency with Geelong. But if they yeah. come up against Collingwood that that managed to get it together for the back end of the year and you know really start performing, big problem. If if it happens yeah. against um, West Coast, they'll get hammered. It's not even funny. They'll get murdered. So Nick Nat will, yeah. will take the absolute piss out Port of the like same Port Port to a degree as well because they've got. Um, Lysette to come back as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Lysette rider combinations, pretty good one too. That one can go forward or they don't need to play both. Well, riders, riders at St Kilda now. But I know, I know yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. No, sorry. I forget no, about him. I forget about him. Yeah, I forget about him as well. But yeah, he moved only last year. But I know what you mean. It feels he like... did too. No, no, no. But you're right. You're right. It, no, no, no. It's the same. No, it's the same. same it's the same issue. Port, would, would I think, would still probably beat them anyway. Uh, even, even to be honest, even I think Rowan Marshall at at, at if he's there up and firing and secure to make finals, wow! I think yeah. that would be that would be wild. Saints Giants in a prelim and the Saints get through. Wowee! All of a sudden, wow! The Saints are back, and that's the thing. That could be that could be a moment. That could be something we're looking ahead at. Who knows? Anyway, we're, getting, we're getting in the weeds here. For those just. I was going to say, just for those just tuning in, this is Nostradamus on the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, anyway, so that's that game. Um, well, we barely talked about the game. We kind of talked about everything other than the game, but it was a horrible game. So, look, I'm not apologising. Yeah. Um, no, me neither. There was nothing to... It was a bad game. Um, Frio Collingwood. Good, fun great. game. Unless you're a Collingwood supporter, this was great yeah. fun. Fremantle kids yeah. are my favourite kids. I reckon. I reckon the whole league oh. right now. I reckon I, re- I they're my, they're the port more fun, more fun than the Port Adelaide kids. Yeah. They're, well, they're, okay. Ooh. I was going to say they're the Port, port Adelaide kids from last year. Yeah, bingo. I was just going to say it's the Rosie Butters Dersma thing of last year. It's so much mm. fun. It's Frederick. It's it's awesome. It's so good. Um, they they stuck it out. Um, Sarong. Wowee, who is this oh, guy? Wowee, who, who, who is this guy? Anthony Hudson last week, you know, cemented himself. Did, did they really? Did they really get this kid on their list of this? Finding out the back paddocks oh, during lockdown. I like, love Sarong. Like the fact that this kid has played football for five minutes and that they can use him on the wing to free up five and put him forward is absolutely. Bonkers. Has he got the best name in the, and has he got the best name for a commentator to call out? Well, during a match, my favourite moment of this year in terms of commentary, right? And not that you know, I'm not, rank, I'm not Nathan Buckley. I don't sit around ranking everything, but that that was amazing. Um, Anthony Hudson last week when um, Sarong kicked that goal, and he goes so wrong, so right. <laughs> that was the best. Um, on the run, it was amazing. No, no. It, uh, look, we'll get to Collingwood, um, but. Wow, having five yeah. forwards, badass, so good, amazing to. Although this was so much fun to watch this game, um, more versus five, great. 
Moore was yeah. amazing. That's one of his best games I've seen him play for a little while. He's been pretty good, and this was really good. Um, that was an amazing battle. He really stepped up to it. I reckon. I reckon they went about fifty-fifty. It was great to watch. Maynard was huge all day. Um, Fremantle's transition fantastic. Fremantle's handball game excellent. I mean, they've got that that um, Richmond Western Bulldogs high handball. They, it's working. It's gonna work. It's so much fun to watch a team that's figuring out how to win and how to win well. They, they, they are yeah. so close, Frio. If they pick up, like, of course, this is the this is the frustrating thing. Had they kept Lockie Neal and and had they then probably picked up another forward, all of a sudden, they they, they would be legitimate contention if, they, if that had happened. So it's not not going to happen. They won't be up the top. But wow, a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, so so exciting. What what did you think of this yeah. game? Yeah, look. I- Basically, took uh, most of what I was going to say uh, out of my mouth. But what's I guess um, comforting for a Freo supporter and person who likes sort of a more even spread uh, of teams being competitive is they were able to expose what Collingwood were lacking from personnel perspective. Um, like Tabernay had a pretty good game. <laughs> Four you flat. don't usually yeah. see him too. <laughs> yeah, um, and and they did it without Walters as well. Like. If you had have said Freo are going to beat Colin without Walters, most people go, mate, he's a white jacket and there's a padded cell. Because um, they have, they've struggled when either Walters or Fife haven't been there or both haven't been there. So, I mean, I end up going with state sticking with Freo uh, based purely on the number of awesome players and um, key players that Collingwood had out. And, um, well, side bottom came they'll, back they'll, in, though. good. So he brought, yeah, he was. He came back in. And he so, was good. Oh, so, uh, he was pretty good. And my <laughs> check, obviously, yeah, good. And Trillo was good. I said, five came back too. Yeah, go. Yeah, so it was a good uh, go. Uh, Spy bottom, yeah, yeah. Five, I'll take five every day. <laughs> Only He's go. so good. Uh, oh. But, yeah, yeah uh, Frio, I think, I think we summed it up um, and we're starting to see that they're going to be frustrating for supporters because they're going to be in more games than not. But if they can win these ones, it's going to really uh, bode well for them for next year when they might be able to um, coerce uh, another... Yes, key forwards are really... A reliable key forward is what they need. That's their rarest hen's teeth. Kind of. one that there's only <laughs> good ones, uh, yeah. but whether you can rely on them to kick goals week in week out, well, um, that's the, that's the hardest part. Imagine if they can get Jesse Hogan right, and that and that's the thing. If they can oh, get him right, he yeah. starts dominating. Jeez, Mate, I still think. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. If they can get him on the park, and if he can just be competitive, he takes a key defender. That yeah. means Tabata. God, he'd just have a field day like he beauty. I'll get number two. And he's been three. better. To Tabiner's credit, I, I like Tabiner. I, I think he's been better. Oh, so do I. He, he played I really well. The, the best, I just think the best defenders in the comp... No, no, you're right. ...will we'll, we'll, we'll blanket, blanket him more than he's going to have a good day out. Whereas Jesse Hogan is just a more skillful forward and he can handle your Terrence... Yeah, uh, so let's just say Jeremy Howe was playing. He 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 can at his best or near his best. Jeremy, uh, uh, Jeremy Howe, um, Jesse Hogan can can take on those plays because he had to basically from the first time he played football. Um, a mate, five that ridiculous pickup 
I think in the third or the fourth, second half of the game, ridiculous off the floor at that height. He he is so much fun to watch. It's not funny. No. Um, uh, yeah, Croden, fantastic. Schultz, fantastic. Mun- Mundy, amazing. I already mentioned Fredlick. Uh, Fredlick. Fredrick, um, amazing. Um, Brayshaw. Oh, this kid, that Brayshaw and Chera, they are so much fun to watch, these two. And it's like, it's not that they're at that level, but it's like watching when Selwood and, you know, Kelly and Selwood and Ling and those kind of players when they were younger figure out how to work together. It's so much fun. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so that's... Yeah, it's taken a little bit longer for Chera, but yeah, I, yeah he's, he's starting to blossom into a really, really good player. Conker, I thought, played really well against Sidebottom. He tagged Sidebottom. I thought he did a really good job as well. As I know Sidebottom bobbed up, definitely, but I think he did a good job at, at curtailing him as well. Um, yeah, we could really go probably deeper and deeper into that. But Collingwood, uh, we'll have to get into the Collingwood, then we go to the next game as well. Um, look, Collingwood just not capitalising and, and really poor discipline, I thought, through sections of the early part of the game. Um, heavily reliant on their defence. I, I feel... I felt bad for for Moore and 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 Maynard having to really hold up the whole thing. Yeah, it just shows how good of a player. I mean, I, the older I've gotten, it it really does show now over time, like just how good of a player Scott Penderbury is. Like, oh, he's. I mean, I I didn't. He, he, I, I don't think I appreciated him enough. Voice. Sorry, you go. He's he's. He's the he's the Bentley of the AFL. Like no, everyone talks about Rolls Royces and Ferraris and all. Mate, he's this kingpin that has just gone about business in the best way possible. He he just opens that team up so much because when he's got the ball, he's he he everything goes into slow mo for him. Everyone else is running around with their heads heads cut off like they're chickens. Yeah, um, he's so composed. Being an elite junior basketballer, he's oh, basketball background. He's three. Well, he's three sixty, so he knows exactly where everyone is, and he just knows that perfect time to either lay off a, a little short handball or a forty meter hand pass, or wheel it on his left foot. He's, he's so deadly um, and just very um, aware of his skill set, and it's a pretty bloody good skill set. Um, I did want to turn this into a penalty round. I'll be very thankful of their next three weeks, though, Collingwood. They've got Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne. So three very winnable games. They um, should win all they, those. They, go to, they should win all, but if they come out 2-1, um, that's still good going, especially if they don't get any of the, those injured players back. But, if, um, but yeah, I think they'll be looking after a very good game against Fremantle. I think for the next three weeks they'd be looking at three and going three and zip, which would be handy for them, and they'll they'll, they'll look for finals. Um, but yeah, I was going to say I think um, with with Pendles, it's amazing seeing him him out of games now, and, and the older I've gotten, the more I've enjoyed watching him play. I don't think I appreciated him as much when I was younger, but in games like this, you can really notice the difference. Um, yeah, look, I think Collingwood will be back. I mean, so we we obviously this is not the that that kind of podcast. We didn't go into you know, I mean. Pretty embarrassing. Well, we're going to a very small amount. Very embarrassing for the AFL this week. Um, you know, standing Mitch Cleary down for effectively a few hours, which was was fairly embarrassing. Um, and then also um, with Collingwood, um, Nathan Buckley <laughs> playing tennis with Alicia Mollick, and like, what is what is going on? Like, what is the next Collingwood um, disaster? Because they've had you know, like the things that have gone on this year, like side bottom, like. 
you know, escaping from Daniel Hysteria. Wells' house. Like, I mean, obviously... And he says something and then someone in his team does exactly what he doesn't want them to do. Well, that's a very good point. I did actually think of this today. I actually actually dead set things today. I was like, are they watching the show? And they're like, yeah, fuck him. Let, let's, let's, let's do that. <laughs> Get him out. We don't like him as president. Yeah, he's just said... A thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar fine. You know, shoot, shoot him in the face if a player gets done. And then, pen, and so I got him. Tracy Cam, Auschwitz, and then, uh, 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 mate, side bottom. What happened? Happened in Williamstown. And then, and then he says it again. And then they go, ah, it's your turn, Bucks. You go on. You go play tennis with Alicia Mollick. I mean, what's the next thing? I mean, you know, Penderbury is going to get caught playing basketball with Patty Mills. Like, what? What's the next thing? I mean, this is embarrassing. How did he get to America? How did he get there? He's in he's in Orlando. <laughs> what happened? Who flew in there? How did he get there? Where did he land? What's he doing there in the yeah. bubble? Anyway, the NBA but bubble. I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully this week, and it's not just Collingwood. Obviously, there's a lot of fifty thousand dollar club fines that have been handed out for breaches, um, and some and some naughty uh, family members. Like, oh. Obviously, they think that they're untouchable because they're in the, an AFL hub. But guess what? Governments, especially outside of Victoria, don't give a shit. Um, how, how that, or, uh, it wasn't expressly detailed, everyone other than the players. And you cannot rely on the players then to pass on information like that uh, to their families. They're boys. I mean that in a colloquial sense that boys generally don't go back and tell <laughs> the story in its entirety. They'd be like, yeah, come up to Queensland and don't go outside. That'd That's... be the story. Sorry. How how stupid do you have to be to and I I don't want to have a go but I mean how dumb do you have to be when you like you're the you're the wife you're the partner of a captain Brooke Brooke Cotchin Brooke Cot is it yeah. Brooke yeah she yeah Brooke sure it's Brooke Brooke yeah so she has to know the rules surely has to know that leaving the hub to go to a day's bar is not a good idea surely she knows this how as finally you mentioned that. Because of all the players, Mr. Meticulous, he would have had it written in a... In on a the wall. Here. Handed it to her. Yeah. All, all here you go. Yeah, yeah. Sent it by text. Sent it by email. Email. On yeah, her phone. All of it. Probably got, probably, probably got a tattoo. I mean, it, it. something my dad said a while ago. He said, if Roger Federer gets caught having a... I mean, so it was during the time when Tiger... This is going to go sidetrack for a little bit, but I'll bring it back. Yeah. So uh, when Tiger Woods was caught having all those affairs, right? I spoke to my dad about it and he was like, oh, it's not good, obviously. And he was like, oh, imagine, uh, he said like a little while later, he was like, imagine like, he's like, you know, like the world's ending or whatever. If like Roger Federer gets caught having like multiple horrible affairs, like, cause he's obviously like such a, you know, you know, a pillar of the community and whatever. And I, I was thinking, I was like, if you asked me, like, if you said to me on the podcast or what or where, whenever, if like name two people that you think won't break the, the hub rules, I'd have Buckley, who I respect greatly, yeah. and someone that seems really Same. switched on and very intelligent. Toes and then, the line. Toes the line. He's, he's the straightest bloke you've ever met. He, he puts everything in a list. And then you've got Cochin, who seems like again extremely straight edge, switched on bloke. It is it is incredible that that that, that I know Cochin wasn't directly well, Trent wasn't directly involved in it, but no. that well he was and he wasn't. But that that because she just I think seemingly forgot that going there was a bad yeah. idea. Like it, it seems incredible what's happened. Incredible. Like just oh, I'm shocked. Does. Anyway, um, but how how 
I, 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 that I mean, the Nathan Buckley one's a bit different in that, like, he, I don't think he put it together. Obviously, like, she was not in the hub. They were social distancing. They were playing tennis, and and I'm not, I'm not at all saying this was this was fair enough at all. But they were trying to follow what they thought were the rules. But it seemed that that it seems stupid. Whereas the Trent Conchin one seems crazy because that one is like. Well, how could she possibly think, hey, you know, um, oh, that that um, uh, nanny we've got that looks after the kids, you know, lock her in. Um, or Trent, can you look after the kids? I'm gonna, well, that's that's even worse. If she's like, hey, Trent, I'm going to look after the kids. I'm going uh, to go to the day spa. If I'm Trent, I, well, I am Trent, I'd be like, yeah, it's cooked. <laughs> but like, th- then I'd be like, hey, old mate, go back in the room. We can't do that. But then if it's like, hey, I'm going to go, well, surely was any of this mentioned? Like when you play it out in your head, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, you're going to train today. The nanny, I'm going to get her in here while I go to the day spa for the day. Because they're there for the day. It just seems absolutely crazy. But you're right. All these people that are breaking all these rules, that... The, 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 the grandparents that took one of the kids to Movie World, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Like, it. it's a theme park. It's not a holiday. It's a theme park. It's not, not a holiday. holiday. Stop holidaying. I know it's warm up there, but stop holidaying. It's not hard. There's there's hundreds just, and millions of dollars so, on the table. Sorry, you go. Yeah, I was going to say, just sit on the balcony. In your resorts and enjoy the sun and a pina colada. Mm. It's not hard. That's what I would. That's what I would do. It's it. It is incredible. Anyway, so that it, it blows yeah, me away. Right. I'd love to sit them down and go like an interrogator and go. So at what point did you tell them and like did the did the nanny know and like I've got a lot of questions. Anyway, um, let's do you live on planet Earth right now? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's keep moving. So the game on tonight. So now we're shifting it around ten, which is obviously not in our normal territory, but we're not in a normal world. Um, so <laughs> that was round nine. We're in round ten. So Port Adelaide, uh, Western Bulldogs. The game's just gone. We are recording this on Monday, the third of August at twenty three thirty seven. Um, Port Adelaide fifty five to forty two. Western Bulldogs. Interesting game. You were tied up into a meeting. Um, do you want yeah, me to kind of run through uh, bits and pieces of this? Yeah, although going from what what you and I had a quick chat on before recording yeah. and the stats, it pretty much went the way you and I thought last week. Hmm. Uh, that would go. We're very pretty competitive, but Port Adelaide got it on top. But yeah, you go go away, man, because I obviously haven't even seen vision of this game. Just looked at the stats, and then obviously two minutes of the conversation with you beforehand. Yeah. Oh, look, it's it's um. It's one of those instances where obviously we both can't watch every single game. It's on every day. Um, you know, we've got various commitments that go on. But yeah, look, I, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, obviously not high scoring. Um, you know, dogs um, started really well. Um, a high, high handball game was working earlier. They were harder at the ball. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they're very versatile, obviously. So it's it, when they're up and it's working and the other team's defense is poor, it looks fantastic. And essentially it means then that they're very hard to defend because everything's working. It's a chain game. It's exactly like Richmond. It's all, it's all, it's exactly the same game plan and it works. Um, Port's defensive 50 was really poor early on and they've been pretty good this year, but they were really poor. Um, but, it didn't hold up. That's the thing. I think they, they, it wasn't almost like partially they didn't stick to their guns, but at the same time, um, they let those intercept marks sneak in defense 
fell away. They were trying to hold that game possibly for too long. It might have been one of those instances where they were trying for that, that obviously that their game plan for the first 30, 40 minutes, like we always talk about, and get a lead yep. and then hold it. It didn't work to get that lead. The lead was pretty minimal. It wasn't enough. Um, yeah, and then they, the English was pretty good for most part. Um, a little bit patchy, but he was still pretty good. Um, Libba was exciting. Um, Josh Bruce was awful. Like, it was a weird, weird game. Like, it had a lot of... Alex Keith, not great. Like, there was a lot of very strange elements to the game. I don't... Yeah, I think they, they held it, and then they just kind of stopped, and, and then they had to pick it up in the back half of the game, and there wasn't enough time, and they were too inaccurate. Um, Port really snuck back into the game. Um, I thought Gray versus Libba was exciting. Um, you know, Eastern Woods been in really good form, but, you know, like, I think as the game went on, it, it was pretty much up to him, which isn't enough. Um, two goals, five, late for the Dogs is is, is just not enough um, to score like that. But if they if they kicked accurately, all of a sudden it, it gets pretty damn close. Um, yeah. I think a big problem with the Dogs is they're, they're in a hurry to play on too often. So by that, I mean, obviously, with their game plan, handball, 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 constantly move, constant move, constant move. Uh, I think we said this before we started recording, which was that, you know, that works against, you know, probably seven or eight sides would be cooked. They haven't got the physical capacity to run with that. Dogs are a very fit mm-hmm. side. Um, Bond looked like he could probably could have played another game after. Look, that's the thing. A lot of them that are at that peak capacity look really good. But the problem is that, you know, at times they need to work out. I think they need to work out pacing. Uh, I think they, they overplay on at times. Uh, at times they absolutely need to pull it back because um, uh, it, it, it has a negative effect on their game. Um, yeah, but look, Charlie Dixon, huge, um, lots of contested marks. Um, Gray was fantastic. Um, the kids were pretty good. Yeah, look, no, nothing massively surprising out of this game. Um, dogs could have won this game, though, so a little bit disappointing for the Dogs. Um, they, they absolutely could have won this game. Port were not at their best, probably about 60 70% capacity of their ceiling, to be honest. So. Yeah, it was- as, we, as, as you and I say, we don't. We're not a stats podcast. We don't deep, uh, dive deep into it. But if you like, I had to do just looking at the stats. It looked like it was an even match, but the contested marks. Um, I think the tackles inside fifty and things. Just those little one to two percenters uh, was the difference. And obviously, then the the key stat that was uh, a huge blight on. The dogs game was the inefficiency in front of goal. And we've seen that that tends to be uh, the narrative of this year and, and, and bits of last year is the team that can get in forward 50 but then kick efficiently is yeah. the team that generally comes out on top. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. Interesting game. Um, I thought, uh, I don't know, like there's, there was a few of the dogs. I don't, I don't want to go too hard. Like Richards probably wasn't as good as he'd been the last few weeks. Um, some of the highlights of the dogs in, in more recent weeks, like Bailey Smith and stuff, such a young player. So I, I'm not at all being critical, but it was an element of why they lost. You know, Bailey Smith, who has been so good that he's taken, you know, uh, major sections of the midfield and freed up Bond to then go forward and, and dominate five style. And that, and that you know, couldn't happen in this match because he just wasn't quite there. But yeah. okay. Um, Waitman, I, I actually quite liked Corey Waitman. Young kid, he did well. Um, I thought he, he, he contested. Um, McLean was exciting. But, you know, no one scored more than two goals. So it's hard to win a game when... Yeah, Bruce, was, game, yeah. Bruce was terrible. And I, I, 
that that's I think probably a bit fairer that I go a bit harder. I, I think he's bad. I think he's been really bad for weeks and weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know whether that recruit has been worth it at all. I think maybe they've cleaned out the Saints. I'll be honest. It's looking like that way. It's looking like they may have taken the Saints. Um, the Saints um, baggage on. I'll be honest. Scraps. Yeah, I'll be honest. I know. I know we don't try and be too harsh on this podcast, but that's probably. That's how it feels. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I'll be frank. Well, he remind. I get he, he in a lot of ways he reminds me of Levi Casbolt. Um, most games you can almost rely on him to take marks, but you you're not putting anything on the line for him to kick goals. Uh, and then out of the blue, he'll kick a bag, and everyone will go, "Oh, see, this is why why." Everyone thinks he's the greatest thing in the world, or a very good player. Yeah, that one good game, six goals. But generally speaking, he's been he's been poor. This I reckon he's year. only played one other good game. Um, and as soon as he, if he doesn't kick that first goal, um, he gets in his head and yeah, he, mentally he's lost. He's, he's lost. Yeah, mentally lost. He might continue to be like take a mark, but his marks might be on the outside the fifty, and then he's. That's not what he's getting paid to do, is no. take marks outside of the 50s, to take marks inside the 50 and kick goals. So, yeah, I tend to agree. Frustrating. It would have been a lot of grey hairs on the top of St. Kilda supporters while he's there, and I think the doggy supporters are going to get a bit of that, mm. or more of that in a season than, than not. That's it. Um, so that is round 9.5, 9 and the 10, a little <laughs> bit of 10. Uh, we will also, of course, do a preview this week of round 10. If you're watching the video, you get to see the whole thing. Um, all the best. Take care if you're in Victoria. Um, you know, our thoughts are with you for the people that have, you know, lost their, well, not lost their jobs, but, you know, paused the jobs at the moment and hopefully not lost them completely. I'm, of course, I'm sure that's that's um, part of it for some people. But um, all the best. Horrible time. Um, yeah, look, you know, do what you can. Reach out watch to people. Fo- talk to people. Watch football. Um, watch football every day. You can. It's not good <laughs> for everything, but, yeah, I guess so. No. That's the thing. I mean, it's, it's such a weird situation, obviously, we wish people the best. Um, check out hopstone.com.au. Get a mask. Masks on. Um, do it. Masks on. Stay entertained by Ed um, doing uh, Britney Spears covers. What is on, going on? Uh, is he okay? Game. I don't. I think so. I think he's just trying to put some get some millennials. Face Get some yeah, millennials like on that. there. I did yeah. say that. I was like, yeah, so is he for real? Bit different. He's, he's, he's obviously trying to get creative. <laughs> I need I'm to play around with some toys. I think I saw it. and I was like, I, I, I'm gonna have to message this guy. Is he okay? <laughs> uh, all the best. So, Take care. Right. We'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye.